listening to The Good Fight, where campus meets Christ. Greetings, I am Grace Alita Gonzalez. And I'm Timothy Kinneman. And today on The Good Fight, we're going to be talking about exams and final season. You can tell that Grace Alita is especially excited for this episode. I'm just dripping with enthusiasm right now, exuding it, every pore of my being. I can tell. As soon as you came in, you were like out of breath and everything. And it like, it was the sound of like the struggle. It's the sound of the stress. Did it sound like someone just sprinted to not lose any time? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly I sprinted, in like. case you're wondering the distance between where I was and where he was. Um, pretty short. It's pretty short. Did not mm-hmm. need to sprint. Would have well, probably only gained myself like a minute and a half. Yep. But you know, that was a whole minute and a half that we got to jibber-jabber about other things, so... It's true. Consider it worthwhile, but yes, it is final season. Um, I think out of the two of us, I am a little bit more stressed than you are. A lot more. Yeah, I was being considerate there with a little. Um, (laughs) For context, we postponed us recording. This was... No, okay, we only technically postponed twice. Yeah. But it was very stressful for me, both of those times that we postponed. Uh, where I have uh, many problem sets, despite today, the day that we're recording today is the first day of reading week, or reading days, because we don't have a full week. Um, right. I know, it's really sad. But despite that, I still have problem sets due. So I had a problem set due that was supposed to be due on Sunday, like two days ago, at the time of recording. Um, but long story short, the TA is an undergraduate TA, and so... She's been busy with her finals, which means she never hosted office hours, which means all of us were confused and didn't know how to do problems. So she had to postpone when it was due. So then she postponed it being due till yesterday and was like, oh, I'll host office hours yesterday, like tomorrow, what she said on Sunday. So meaning Monday. And then Monday rolled around and she never said when she was going to have office hours. (laughs) And so she was like, ah, just kidding. I will postpone it to Wednesday and I will hold office hours on Tuesday, which is now today. And then Wednesday, which will be tomorrow. Um, Would you know it? It is Tuesday and she still has not set office hours yet. So we have that problem set to work on. And then I have another problem set due on Wednesday. I think that might be the last one because I'm not doing the one due on Thursday. I decided against it. Uh, it's, It's optional, right? It's not that it's optional, it's that the lowest one is dropped, and my grades so far are fine, and I'm past failing this class, hmm. so there's no reason to do it. I might change my mind on Thursday, though. <laughs> like, they're, they're, that is very plausible. And so, these are just the, the P-sets, These are just the P-sets, too. And then there's an exam schedule. There's an exam schedule. Wait, I will pull up in front of me so that Tim can see, and that is it, because y'all won't be able to get the nice visuals. That is my schedule wow. for the next little while. Yeah, I like how you put those finals over three days. Is that because you have three days to complete them? or What do you mean? The math and CS finals. Oh, so one of them, the CS final, I have to take some time in that range. Uh-huh. The math final is from noon on Monday to noon on Wednesday. So noon on Monday oh. to noon on Wednesday. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but it's gonna. I'm going to take that whole time. Um. Yes, it'll be interesting. It's like no sleep in between. Yeah, I'm planning on pulling like three all-nighters. No, I think I would die if I did that. But long story short, I have my first essay, well, my only essay, due on Saturday. And then on Monday, I have two synchronous exams back-to-back. Thankfully, only one of them is three hours. The other one is two hours. So 
I was a little worried. I know that doesn't sound like it sounds like oh five hours instead of six hours of exams. Yeah, that, that still sounds terrible. <laughs> I promise you, I thought I was gonna die with six hours worth of exams on one day. I was like, nah, no. So thankfully, it's only five. Where part of that two hours of the second one is like actually scanning and submitting. So technically, mm. it's less than that, which is kind of nice. And then I have one exam that I have to take sometime between Monday and Wednesday that. I'll figure out when I take it. I think it depends how stressed I am by math, whether I want to take it after I'm done with my math or not, because I'm past failing that class. And then I have my math final that I will get noon on Monday. Definitely will not work on it at all on Monday. <laughs> and then we'll probably do Tuesday, Wednesday. So, yeah. And up until then is uh, the crunch study mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're running. That is why I'm sprinting to my destinations. Exactly. To conserve time so that you can finish your problem sets and then study for all of the exams. Interesting. Yep. Meanwhile, I like sleep in, stay up, stay up late. You guys, yeah, he stayed up ridiculously late last well, night. Actually, it wasn't that late. I stayed up later doing work. How late? How late was it? Uh, I think we were done at like four. That is ridiculously late. <laughs> <laughs> I've stayed up. No, I've stayed up until four doing work. And we weren't even doing work, so I think it was actually good. I, when was the last time I stayed up till 4 a.m. doing work? I don't know, it was quite a while ago. Quite a while ago. I think, yeah, I can't remember. I definitely did it in high school, but that was because my school was in Pacific time mm. and I was on Eastern time. So things were due at midnight PT, which was 3 a.m. ET. Yeah. So pretty regularly I'd stay up till 3 a.m. Mm. But since college, I don't. I haven't done it for classes. I haven't done it out of necessity. I've only done it because you know I've I've been working, and you know you'd be like in the zone mm. on a certain task or something, and you just really want to finish it that day instead of working on it the next day as well. So you just keep working into the wee hours. Okay, that's fair. If you're on a roll. Keep rolling with it as long as you can sleep. Yeah. But last night was not that. Last night uh, last night was more fun than doing work. <laughs> hey, that's good. I support that. I'm glad you guys are having fun. Yeah, it was like... I like to think of it as, you know, like the final celebration before the plunge. Aww. Although I have, I have resolved to kind of take each evening uh, a little lighter. And not like spend like twenty four seven over the next week just working on final projects and exams and everything, because I think that's, I mean, if we want to actually get into this discussion here about you know like finals and stress and all of the associated baggage, um, I do think it's very important, especially when we have kind of reading days, reading week, mm -hmm. to devote a portion of that time to yourself and not to all of the uh, academic craziness. I like that way of thinking about it. I will admit, not my strong suit. Yeah. Um, mostly because I think the hardest thing for me is actually devoting a solid amount of time to working. Mm. Um. Especially in the beginning, like once once exams are 
coming and they're coming in like two days. My mind shift shifts. Mindset shifts. But like right now, it's Tuesday right now. Mm -hmm. I, okay, obviously this kind of depends. Mine happen to be pretty late. Like they start next week. Um, so I do have the rest of this. I have what? One, two, five days. Is that right? Six days, including today of just studying, mm -hmm. which I think definitely in the beginning, it's much harder to yes, like actually work. Yeah. I've told, I've told my family, um, I call my mom and my sister weekly and I've told both of them that this is my least favorite time of the school year. Yeah. It's the, it's the very end because you, you just have like so much time and not enough I mean, you have enough things to do, but it's not pressing enough. Right. It's it's so far in the future, you you just feel like you can waste time. Have you ever watched, there's one of my most, I think it's one of my favorite TED Talks. It's not, okay, maybe not favorite, but it's one that I find very entertaining. It's like, I think it's called The Mind of a Procrastinator. Hmm. Um, I might have. It's, I think, did you see a picture of a brain with a monkey at a yes. sailor's wheel? I think you might have actually, somebody... At Columbia, I think, introduced me to it. Okay, there's a chance it was me. There's also a chance it was someone else, in which case, if you remember who it was. No, I think it was you. No. I was going to say I could be friends with them, but that's fine. We can... My social circle won't expand <laughs> <laughs> through this TED Talk. But it, no, it, okay. The TED Talk, I think, is... It's it's entertaining, right? Because, you know, he has little cartoons and he has throws a lot of jokes in. Um but one of the things that, like, he talks about in there is that, or maybe it's not in there, maybe it's someplace else I was reading, um, where, like, we think about our future self. We don't think about our future self as though it is us. Um, like, yeah, just as humans, we have a pretty hard time thinking about our, like, future self as us, hmm. which means it's very easy to um, basically, like, push off work in the present for, like, pleasure instead whatever kind so they i think okay maybe i think this actually was not that ted talk i think it must have been something else <laughs> actually i know where it's from it was from something i had to read for school in like senior year anyway i don't know why it's coming it stuck with me the few things that stuck with me is this is apparently one of them um and it's basically talking about how i mean the result is in many different ways it's like talking about kind of the implications when it comes to like why people are in debt why like going mm. into debt is so easy is because it's very easy like like a credit card debt is what i mean um, right. it's very easy to like think about yourself in the moment and then not, I think they, I don't know exactly how the study worked. I presume there was some brain scanning. I don't know. I'm an econ math person, not a scientist. Me neither, so um, I can't <laughs> but the conclusion was that like when you, when you think about yourself in the future, you think about it as though, like, similarly to how you would think about, like, another person you know, mm. not about how you'd think about yourself in the present. Um, anyway, all that tying, I think I repeated that, like, three times, but all of that to say that I definitely feel that when I'm studying. When you're studying? We're not studying more accurately. More, when mm. you're, when you're procrastinating when studying. I'm procrastinating my studying. Mm. Because it's like, oh, well, let's say, so right, okay, Tim can see in front of me my study schedule. I've only outlined two classes so far. I still have two classes to finish outlining. But basically... I thought it looked a little skimpy. It's a little skimpy, yeah. Because I'm, I'm literally missing two two classes. It's only half full. I know. Um, <laughs> um, but I like to break down kind of what I want to do every day. So Yeah, that's good. If I have... So in my micro class, I have four... Wait, five modules that I have to like 
study for. And so what I like to do is be like, okay, well, I'll do like two on this day and then two on the next day. And then you break it up and then like Mm -hmm. leave the last day to go over and review more. Um, And I have found without fail, this is a tactic of studying that I've used. I started doing it sometime in high school. I have found that without fail, I never complete the amount I need to. (laughs) And so I've had to start like under us or actually I start overestimating how much I want to do the first days. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes people are like, you should only write down what you think you'll be able to accomplish. That way you'll like feel satisfied. But it's hard. It's hard to just judge how much you can actually accomplish. One, it's hard to judge how much you'll actually accomplish. And two, I found that if I put less on, I will do less. Oh. So if I only, let's say I only put down like two modules I want to study instead of three, mm-hmm. I will get like one module done versus if I put the three down, I'll put, I'll get two done Hmm. because I see three and I'm like, well, I'm not going to finish all of that. But if I only finish one module, when I put three modules down, I will feel like maybe feeling is a bad way of going off of it, but I will feel awful. I'll be like, oh my goodness, what am I doing with my time? Hmm. And it's incentive in a way that putting two down isn't. It's like know thyself. You've, You've known yourself enough to know that you have to put more on, you know, that's actually Another psychological but I also don't know if thing. that's healthy. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, if we like stick to like psychology, which um, I did take AP Psych senior mm-hmm. year, so I know he knows more than I do. A little bit. Um, one of the things that stuck with me from that class is the idea that if you serve yourself food with a larger plate mm-hmm. and serving utensil, you'll take more food. So I think it's the similar idea here. You know, you have like a larger plate. Mm. You have more on your plate, as it were. And so um, you'll serve yourself more. That's my pseudo-psychology for the week. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think one of the... I don't know about what you struggle with during final season, but I think one of the biggest things that I struggle with is like turning it over to God. I think it was at, when was it? I came to the realization, oh, at prayer group on Sunday. I came to the, like right before it, I came to the realization that I was like, whoa, I have not. Oh wait, no, maybe it was last week. We talked about this. I was like, whoa, I haven't been talking to God. Yeah. Aha, this was two weeks ago. Wow. Whoops, my bad. Oh wait, no, no, no. We recorded on, we recorded on a, okay. Yeah. I could, okay. That makes me feel It was only eight days ago that we recorded. Yes, I was like, it hasn't been that long has not been that long i thought for a second that maybe i came to the realization like twice (laughs) (laughs) but no is this idea of like when i'm stressed it's much harder to kind of turn to god with that stress Mm. or with the workload and be like if i wake up in the morning and i'm like i have xyz that i need to get done today it's really hard for me to be like ah and i will now take 30 minutes to like spend time with God or even like 15 minutes to spend time with God mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like 15 minutes but then later on in the day I'll like go do something random for 15 minutes and mm-hmm. be like it's a break yeah it makes no sense it's mm-hmm. very frustrating mm-hmm. I yeah I for studying and menial work certainly um that's something I don't hand over to God as much um although I have noticed in, in terms of, you know, going off and doing something random for 15 minutes, I found it's helpful to be reading, like, Christian books on the mm. side during the school year because then 
and, and you make it a goal to read daily um, because then during the day you'll feel incentivized rather to go do some random thing. You'll, you'll feel like, oh, I need to go read my Christian book. <laughs> and then, in a, you know, it's certainly not like spending 15 minutes in prayer or reading scripture, but it's still, you know, a lot closer to communion with God than, you know, like playing... Watching Netflix. Watching Netflix, playing oh, yeah. like tic-tac-toe on <laughs> your computer or something. <laughs> people play tic-tac-toe on their computer? Do you play tic-tac-toe on your computer? Although in high school, I did go through a phase where I would play tic-tac-toe against Google on my phone. um, And I learned a few strategies that I've forgotten since. Google's really good at tic-tac-toe. Wow. That's, I would would not have known. Interesting. (laughs) So, that's one, and that's, that applies for any time of the year, not just... Mm -hmm exam season but yeah definitely always be reading christian books i don't not really wait that's a lie i'm reading the super tape letters right now oh good one and another one called god god loves god who love of god i don't remember the name of it it was a gift from my father so that's good though but i gave up on those also during finals week Mm. or like last week the week before finals week i guess (laughs) I think the helpful way to go about it, too, is to not say, it's to, to carve out little bits. So Screwtape Letters is a great example. You know, each, the, the copy I have, each chapter, each letter mm-hmm. is uh, front of a page, back of a page, half of another page. Yeah, they're pretty sure. Thereabouts. So when I was reading the Screwtape Letters, which I actually did this semester using my grand strategy that I'm now explaining, I read my... <laughs> My goal is just three of those a day, right? That's very few pages. And if I only got one a day, um, I wouldn't feel too bad about it because I still got my reading in. So it's, you know, little goals um, that you strive for in your Christian reading. And then you'll build it up to the point where you actually feel feel good reading a certain book. And so instead of doing like one chapter, you'll end up reading like half of it in one day. See, that's the problem. I'm really good at, like, speed reading through things. It's like when I have free time, when I'm on breaks, I will read a ridiculous number of books mm. in a short period of time. It's good. Because I really, I, well, my family happens to be, like, our family, have I told you this before about our family vacations? Like, so we used to go to, like, the beach. We still do, I guess. But go to the beach, like, every summer for two weeks. Be our family, like, our family vacation. And what would we do? We would go to the library. Like, the moment we got there, we'd go to the library We'd each get a stack of books. We'd go back to the house. We'd read. We'd go to the beach. We'd read. We'd come back. We'd read. We'd have dinner. We'd read. And we'd read some more. And then you'd wake up and you'd start all over again. You'd read. You'd read. You'd go to the library because you'd read through all your books. (laughs) Get some more books. Wow. Come back. Go to the beach. Read. And so I like reading. I grew up in a reading household. But it also means that I think reading is very tied to vacation. Mm. (laughs) Not vacation, but it's like it's tied to... It's tied so much to having time mm. that it's easy it's a, to... It's a leisure activity. It's a leisure, yeah. Which is why... I, that's why I think it's good to throw into your final season because it uh, is kind of a leisure activity. And so you can take a break from all the stress and just I guess then, relax. then the question is how do you balance... Doing what like you need enjoy, to do. Yeah, enjoying taking breaks and reading mm-hmm. versus 
using it to procrastinate the rest of your work. Because, mm. like, obviously, at least for me, one of the hardest things about studying is that it doesn't feel good, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you're going back to the, some of the earlier material. And you have no idea what it means. Yeah, the whole point of studying is basically to find the stuff you understand the least mm-hmm. and then learn it. And that can be a really demoralizing process, like, especially in the beginning. Humiliating. It's, it hurts. Like, it's, I've, yeah, like, right now, for me, that's my math class. Mm. Um, I kind of know the things before Thanksgiving. Like, I still kind of remember them. But probably because I studied so hard for the midterm. Mm-hmm. But then there's this, like, chunk of, like, two weeks after Thanksgiving. Actually, no, before Thanksgiving. And maybe the week after Thanksgiving. I don't know the material at all. It's awful. And so I've started trying to parse through it. And it's, it hurts. It, like, hurts because every moment is a struggle. Mm. It's like, I do not understand how to do this. And so it takes me so long to get through very simple things. And th- that's the time. That's the time when I'm most susceptible to being like, oh, well, I'll just, like, I'll take a little break. Yeah. But it's not because I need a break. It's because I don't want to have to face. Your soul is crushed. Exactly. Like, I don't want to have to face the things I don't know. And I don't mm. have to face the fact that I don't know things. <laughs> that sounds very prideful. But it pro- I think it is pride. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, um, that idea of balancing, that's why I think you have to read, <laughs> you have to read a book that you're not super excited to read. <laughs> But that you Tim is s- like, make everything awful and unenjoyable. <laughs> that way you won't turn to it for procrastination. No, no, no. I do think, no, it depends on the book. I have a hard time reading nonfiction books for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can sit down and read a fiction book, yeah. you know, like and this, like in, 24-7. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, but I have a hard time doing that with nonfiction because I like to think back and actually remember. Yeah, you have to and, mull over it right, a little bit more. Which... Sometimes I don't do, and that's when I don't remember what I read. Um, that's besides the point. And so if you're reading a book, especially a nonfiction book, that you're not the most excited to read, but mm-hmm. that you still want to read, you know, it's not that you're not excited to read it. You're just not excited in the reading. Yeah. The reading Interesting. isn't, uh, it doesn't supply itself with uh, the excitement. I think part of it is also recognizing that it's okay to not know things. Yeah. Um, because in saying that, I was thinking about, like, well, what is it that I'm not trusting in God for? Like, why, what, am, mm. what am I not believing about God that makes it hard for me to face the things that I, like, don't know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think part of it is recognizing that what God desires for me is not necessarily what I desire for myself. And I think this really goes back to what we were talking about last, yeah, it does. last week, too. Um, but like when I'm studying for finals, when I'm studying for my math exam and I'm reaching all these things that I do not understand Mm -hmm. and I feel very unconfident in, it's easy for me. Like, I think the reason why I don't like it is because it means I have to face kind of the fact that I'm not perfect. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and recognizing that like God doesn't ask that of me. Like Mm. he's not asking that I know everything. Or that I am somehow so smart that I never encounter the problem of not understanding. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's asking me to find his joy in it. Like his form of joy that we talked about oh so many weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but like his joy in it, not mine. Yeah. Um, that actually leads me to a, uh, 
a story, a story of a good part of my life, um, which, <coughs> excuse die. me, I forgot how to swallow there, which is the, just that in... You need to study that. <laughs> in, in middle or high school, I don't remember where, where it started. Actually, I think it was middle school. Um, I started to say a prayer right before the exam because that's that's really when I feel the stress. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel it so much when I'm studying, but you know, like five minutes before that exam timer starts, that's when I really so that's when I'm sitting in the seat mm. like shaking because I shake when I get nervous. Um, so that's when it's the worst for me, and I started praying in that moment or you know whenever i feel that the stress begin the day of you know sometimes it's it was in the morning when i'm getting dropped dropped off for school or it's you know when you're actually sitting there like for the sat i remember it was actually when i was sitting in the seat um but that that prayer has evolved over time as my understanding and relationship with god has grown it started off as very transactional. Um, like, dear Lord, please let me do well on this and I will... Yeah, and I'll like... Be very good at church. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it was more ambiguous than that. It was just, um, let me do well on this test, on this exam, and I will, um, I'll like, devote my life to you. Yeah. Which is like, Okay, well, if I'm praying to God, hopefully I've already devoted my life to him. So it's kind of a pointless transaction. Anyway, but now, right, so that that was the prayer for a long time. Um, and then it, it started to develop kind of late in high school um, and reached its present state, which is certainly more of kind of what we were talking about last week. Um, like the garden in Gethsemane, the the garden of, of Gethsemane prayer, where it's, look, I recognize that I want something. You know, I want to do well on this exam. But I also say, you know, your will be done. That even if I don't do well, I recognize that it is not because I am a just like the worst person ever. It's because God has a plan that I can't see and even this, you know, even if it's the worst grade possible, uh, even that is a part of the plan. And uh, it'll all make sense someday. So. C's get degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a terrible philosophy. It's true. <laughs> I didn't say whether it was true or not. I just think it's a bad way to go about school. Okay. No, that's probably. that. Yes. Yeah, so your goal should not merely. Uh, yeah. Um, what you're saying reminds me of my mom always would tell my sister and I, um, besides her, before we started an exam, she'd be like, go have fun. Mm. Um, her other catchphrase was, oh, well, it's only like, you've only had what, 30 out of the, like the hundred and something exams that you will take in your life. Mm. (laughs) And I think that does like, I've appreciated that that has grown on me and I made up those numbers, but, um, she would actually like give better estimates than I would. Um, but that has grown on me because I think it is very easy to, in individual moments, put a lot of stress on where you're at in the present mm-hmm. and not really consider 
the long term. Wow, that's what, that's what you're doing this whole episode. It's just like expanding your time horizon to be really, whatever. Really, though? Because I was just thinking, like, this entire thing is me thinking back to, like, high school and how stressed I was over hmm. exams. Um, I'm, like, going all of mine, all of my finals were three hours. And, like, college would be, like, finals week at the end. And I... <laughs> went to the library to get proctored very exciting so for me the library is like a place of exam stress hmm. um and so i can think back and like still remember kind of those feelings of mild panic <laughs> not like i i unlike you tend not to get stressed right before exams hmm. i tend to get stressed like the night before is a big one even hmm. mornings of tend not to stress me that much it's like the night before when i'm starting to get tired I get very overwhelmed with like not understanding things or not like mm. knowing them well enough. Um, and I can remember those like feelings of kind of terror <laughs> and uncertainty and just despair. Terror. That's a good word for it. Terror. And in the long run, so far, obviously it's not even been that many years, but it's like, honestly, it worked out. Mm-hmm. It worked out. It, I'm here now. I'm alive. Right. I'm, right. No one is like... For context, this is not context, but for example, in sixth grade, I very much did not, I was not, for being a math major now, was not a math, I mean, I liked (laughs) math, but I was terrible at algebra. Turned out, had some vision problems, definitely contributed to like the whole messing up my minus signs. Um, I did not know that at the time though, so it was, you know, very stressful. And so I finished my sixth grade year, the last quarter, I got a C minus in my pre-algebra. It was like bad. Um, C's get degrees. C's get degrees. And you want to know what? No one has ever cared about my C minus in (laughs) sixth grade. Like they don't care. No one cared. I don't even think like I swapped schools the year after. I already knew I was swapping schools by then. I know I'm pretty sure they did not get if they, I mean, I'm pretty sure they didn't ever see my C minus. If they did, they already accepted me to the school, so mm-hmm. you know what? They didn't really care enough, I guess. Um, and I ended up taking one year off of math and came back and like really enjoyed it again. Um, all of that to say that like my C minus then did not matter. My B minuses that I got in high school still do not matter. Mm-hmm. The B minuses that I'm sure I will get while I'm here also will not matter like a whole lot of future employers are not going to be like oh actually i did have an interview once where they literally like really forced me to explain my i had took two calculuses at the same time freshman year Mm. and they had me explain why there was a great discrepancy i got a b in one and i got an a in the other and they were like explain yourself and i was like i don't know what to tell you yeah Uh, i mean that one that one does make a little sense that one does make sense it was also like a a mathy internship so i understand why they asked but i was about to say before i like went on that tangent i was about to say that like no one will ever care but then i realized that's a, a lie like there are going to be people who ask you why you did not do super well in the math class right. and you're gonna have to be like me and be like well there were like 16 of us and you know when you have a curve of 16 and you're curved to a b plus <laughs> i don't know what to tell you i was not in the top half of the class yeah the end <laughs> anyway they did not accept me uh, to the internship so oh well uh, apparently my excuse was not good enough but all that to say it's not going to stop me from ever getting employment ever right, like right. there are going to be a whole lot of other people who do not care that i got a b in my calc 2 class um yes that was a huge tangent 
I forget where I was going. I don't know, but it makes me kind of back to the point of C's get degrees and why I am so averse to that statement is um, because I think there's there is a, a razor thin line between not being stressed and not caring. Mm. Um, and you certainly want to care. Yeah. Right. And that's why I don't like the phrase C's get degrees because that kind of imbues you with right. the sense like this, that it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter how you do. Um, well, it doesn't matter how you do. Well. But it, it does, you know, well, like ultimately. Right. Like it, it doesn't matter. Um, do we want to become Aristotelian virtue ethics esque and say yes. intentions matter? Yes. I love, I love Aristotle. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. You want to care that you do well, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, physically realistically in the material world matter whether or not you do well what does matter is that you cared to do well and i think i said this last week that you know you did your best i wish people didn't overuse that phrase yeah because then it's hard to find the balance i don't know i think i talk about my mother a lot when it comes to grades but this is only because if y'all ever meet her she is a genius. Like, she's a ridiculously smart person who's very humble. Um, and so I think she really embodies, for me at least, kind of like a good attitude towards mm-hmm. grades. Um, because I think there is something to be said for, it's like, why are we students? Why yeah. are we here right now? Right. What is our purpose? And ultimately, our purpose is to like glorify God through everything we're doing. We are his image bearers. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to be his image bearers in all of our life. And as students, that's one way, like, to do it. And, or, I mean, like, just by the fact that we are created in his image. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that means that we should be working hard in our classes. And we should be working, which, I mean, it's hard. (laughs) But, like, we should be working hard. Yeah. We should be doing what we can to learn the material mm-hmm. one because it teaches us more about god yeah, yeah but two because i mean it's our calling at this period in life mm-hmm. but at the same time you have to like hold it loosely and those are hard things but i feel like that really is like the take up your cross <laughs> 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 obviously like you know being a martyr is is taking up your cross on a whole different level right but that's not to discount the fact that, like, being a student who works hard, mm-hmm. but who also does not put their worth or value in how hard they're working and the result of it is, like, is a hard thing to balance. Because mm-hmm. we are human. Like, we will get stressed. We will be anxious. We will get overwhelmed. And there are times where, like, we won't be as performing, at, like, as well as we want to or as well as we think other people want us to. And so we do have to hold lightly, like, the responsibility that we have as students while also pursuing God. Yeah. It's, it almost feels contradictory. Um, obviously, I mean, like, it isn't. But yeah, um, it is probably, and I, I don't think, you know, I definitely wouldn't say, you know, oh, I, like, I found the balance. I know it. <laughs> you just have to find it for yourself. No, it is, it's a continual process, Um, kind of like one of those goals that you're always trying to achieve, 
mm-hmm. but that you don't know you'll ever actually achieve. Um, but the process of, of trying to get there um, is... You learn a lot. Yeah, it's, it truly is. Experience is... Uh, t- I've said this many times over the last few weeks, I say, experience is the, um, the hardest teacher, but she does well. <laughs> I like that. She get it on a shirt. <laughs> she get it on like wiki quotes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Kinnaman. So it is, yeah, it's certainly not a fun lesson to learn either, um, especially because it, it does feel like it, it keeps going. And I think that's one of the reasons why it feels like old people, older people, uh, have a stronger grasp on it. Um, first of all, it's because, um, they've had that experience. Um, so they've been in the loop more and have been able to, you know, get closer to the the goal. But also, um, I think they're all through that experience. They're able to look back. And as you were saying about looking back at high school, middle school, you see Mm -hmm. that even in your failures, you've accomplished much. And so, um, you, you have a a better sense of failures are not the end of the world. They're honestly another stepping tool experience and God. Yes. That's, that's another thing. Asking God for that peace of mind, that state of bliss even when you care yeah and also that he's maybe more importantly like he's growing you Mm -hmm. because i think that's the hardest part is being grown i think that speaks to your quote but like that like the growing pains are real yeah as you're growing as a student as a child of god as whatever identity you take on like Mm -hmm. you're continually growing in that role yeah and that's one of the things that uh, C.S. Lewis talks about in Problem of Pain to bring C.S. Lewis back up, <laughs> is that some pain is necessary for growth. Um, and it's, you know, we have a different idea of what is good. I mean, this goes back to last week, too. Well, you know, our idea of what is good for us is not what is God's idea of what mm-hmm. is good for us. And uh, as he has to, like, trim away everything that is different between our views, it will hurt. Because we don't have that same perspective on it. We're, um, we're living it out in the moment. But as we've said many weeks prior to this, <laughs> it's, it's, a ma- it's a matter of trust and faith in, uh, in God that he is kind of behind it all. And, and he has a plan for you. Yeah. A very perfect plan. So what are you going to do differently this week? I don't like the question. Um, no, I like the question. <laughs> Let me think. It's a hard question. It is a hard question. I think I'll be setting a bedtime, which might sound strange because we haven't really talked about sleep that much since our beginning rant about when Tim went to bed. Um, but I'm much less emotionally stable when I'm sleepy. Hmm. It's unfortunate. But that means that like post, post like 10.30 p.m., I become stressed about school. More stress, like more easily anxious about things. Hmm. So I think that's my first, that's my practical step here. Like actionable actions that I can take. Um, (laughs) I think also setting a 15 minute timer when I wake up to talk to Jesus for a little bit. Hmm. Talk to God. Read a little. Um, Just one screw tape letter. 
That's all it takes. Just one screw tape letter. Because I think, I don't know if you've ever done this before. In high school, I was a little crazy. I wasn't. I was a little time management. I had to grow a lot in my time management Mm. skills throughout high school to like learn how to be a good student. And one of the things that I learned really works for me is scheduling my day in 30 minute intervals. I think we maybe talked about this before. Uh, I don't recall. Never mind. Okay. As I, I still do occasionally. Um, I used to all the time in high school, but I'm showing Tim my ones mm. that I've had for the past week. But I like to write out my day in 30 minute intervals because it helps me manage my time. Um, and mostly because, I don't know, it seems like there's definitive, mm-hmm. I have a plan for what I'm doing. And so I think I want to keep that up. But this time, adding in a very specific, instead of what I've done in the past that I don't think necessarily always works, is I've just said, like, oh, if I wake up at 7, I will have until 7.30 to spend time with God. Yeah, yeah. Lo and behold, I'll, like, snooze for the entire time. And then <laughs> right. I'll be like, oh, my goodness, but my schedule. Right. I have to get back on track, so I'll just not talk to Jesus right now. Just, like, that's really stupid. It's a bad idea. So instead, I'm just going to set a 15-minute timer in the morning when I wake up to spend some quality time with God. And then, then begin my schedule for the day. Scheduling is good. Um, I've rarely done it physically. But what I do like to do every day is kind of plan it out in my head. Which is kind of cheap because I end up with very loose, flexible schedules. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it's not rigid. I can really do anything I want still. Um, because there's nothing really that to keep me tied there's no benchmark it's just kind of a fluid state in my mind but i'll say you know these are the things i want to get done sometimes i'll write out a list of things that i'd like to get done by a certain you know sometimes it's over the weekend sometimes it's the day i rarely ever accomplish everything on those lists but you know sometimes um it is good to have it written out but i think just in general Scheduling is good, and especially scheduling, or even better than scheduling, habitualizing, making it a Mm -hmm. habit. Um, Time with God through prayer, scripture, and I think extra-Christian scholarship. Um, All three of those, I think, are uh, great, great ways to connect with God throughout the day. Because they're all very different ways, actually. Yeah. Um. As for what I'll do differently this week, uh, nothing, because I'm perfect. Just kidding. Uh, I see the, the little halo around your, your head. No, I um, I don't know. I think I'll definitely be a little more uh, diligent with getting up in the mornings. That's freaking <laughs> not staying up till 4 a.m. Actually, I did a very good job of getting up this morning. Maybe what I should say is not... Uh, taking random naps that turn into hour-long naps Uh, (laughs) because that also happened this afternoon so being more yeah more diligent with my time um, that's been my word over the last two weeks is just diligent Um, to actually care about how I'm using it Mm -hmm. Um, because I am you know, it's, it's certainly not my time. It's God's time. I'm the steward of it. Yeah. So it's very humbling to think of it that way. It has led me recently in my life in general to a greater appreciation of how I'm actually spending my time. 
this week especially, it means getting things done that need to be done, spending time with God, um, but also not being kind of self-absorbed, you know, still caring mm-hmm. about, like now, you know, developing a relationship with people. Um, I think that's always important, always a healthy thing to have. And you can view it as a sort of leisure activity too. That's how I like to view it at least. So those are some of the ways I will be um, changed this week if I think of it that way. I like them. I think that's a productive contribution to your life. <laughs> Not to put it so utilitarian. Yeah, it's like, yes. You have, <laughs> you have accomplished a, a great good for... My utilitarian calculus. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's... I think that's a good place to end. It is. Kind of also asking all of you what you guys plan yeah. for this week. How are you going to go about it? Anything you might change? How are you going to relax? Yeah. How are you, oh, I like that question. How are you going to relax? And Take time for God. Take, yes, take time for God. Yeah. And um, I, I was going to say something like, and get a C so you get your degree, but that's just a, a weird way to say it, and it wouldn't have been that funny anyway. <laughs> well, on that... Note. Um, <laughs> that's all we have for this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, thank um, you. For listening to us, Jibber Jabber about exams and stress and hearing all about my mother and her wonderful <laughs> influence in my life. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hope you've uh, you've gained a little bit out of this episode so that you actually um, don't break down dying every day this week. Because, I definitely learned something. Because it's exams. Um, and, uh, we have one more episode this semester. We do? Out, oh, we do. Coming out next week, yeah. which is a very special day. Christmas! Well, it's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve! <laughs> yes, <laughs> December 24th will be our last episode. Um, so you can keep up to date with us on all of the happenings surrounding that. Um, by following us on social media. But even though that's the last episode this semester, of course, we'll be back next semester. And Woo-hoo. also planning some uh, some very cool content for over um, the break that you can uh, kind of see into our process um, through social media. So stay tuned for that over the break, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy it. And you can find... All of that on our three social media platforms. Um, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram is the Good Fight Pod, but Twitter did not let us have that, so <laughs> we had to drop the the, and so it's just at Good Fight Pod on Twitter. Yeah, so we'd love to hear from you any of the above, or you can reach us out to us at our email, which is witnessthegoodfight at gmail.com. Um, and if you have any ideas for conversations you'd like us to have and topics you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email us or reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, as we're still planning kind of what we're doing for next semester, we'd love to get your feedback. Um, and so if there's anything specifically that you want to engage, engage in a conversation with us, uh, let us know. And we'd be more than happy to. We hope you all have a really wonderful week and take some time for you and Jesus. And good luck on finals. Good luck. You got this. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on 
The Good Fight, where campus meets Christ.